Hi, I'm Hayden, and welcome to Skillpoint, the podcast on a mission to level up the recruitment marketing industry. We dig deep into insights, tactics, successes, and failures from leading experts in and outside of the industry. So what are you waiting for? Let's get going. What is going on? Welcome to the Skillpoint podcast, the podcast on a mission to level up the recruitment marketing industry. This is the second bonus level episode um, where you're stuck with just me uh, for around 20 to 30 minutes and we'll touch on a um, marketing topic that's you know close to my heart, something that we do day in, day out, and hopefully can share some of our learnings with you so you can level up your game. This particular episode, we're going to be talking about how to get smart with content marketing. Content marketing is something that I absolutely love. It is one of my passions. I don't really get much of a life anymore, um, but it's something that I've been working um, to get smart with for many years since it really started began um, back, you know, seven, eight years ago when I first started my marketing journey. Um, I've got some notes here and I'll just kind of ramble on, talk about some of the things that I think um, will help you up your game. So why do we care about getting smart about content marketing? Well, for me, it's becoming um, a very uh, difficult time in terms of where the you know economic crisis is going and the market is definitely going to shift. And unfortunately, marketing comes under a microscope first. So if you're able to not only prove ROI on what you're doing, but also show that you're working smart and um, the senior decision makers uh, in the company can see that, you know, you're producing lots of great content that invariably adds leads and opportunities to the business, then you will be in a much better position. Plus, if you get smart about this, then you can focus your attentions on some of the other um, aspects. Because as we know, as a, you know, if you're an in-house marketer, you may even have just one or two people, or you may be on your own and you can get stretched quite thin. Um, and unfortunately, content marketing sometimes falls by the wayside for, for some of the uh, more shinier marketing activities like SEO or PPC. So let's get into this. Um, I've got one, two, three, four, six, six odd points to talk through. Um, I may deviate, but uh, I've got kind of a, a rough format here. And um, yeah, let's get cracking. So You'll probably know from the conversations we've had before that one of the most important things is having a content marketing strategy. So the thing here is that you can actually have a marketing strategy and a content marketing strategy running in tandem. Um, the way that I see it is you usually have your overall marketing strategy that hopefully you've already kind of mapped out by now. But if not, get in touch with me and I'll give you some pointers and some templates. But really, what this kind of looks like is um, a bit more of a granular breakdown into the content marketing activities, because it is effectively a spectrum of the whole um, marketing process that you, you'll be going through. Um, and there may be other mini strategies like an SEO strategy, social media strategy, PPC strategy, um, and content shouldn't be any different because it is effectively a strong channel um, and is a multi-channel, omni-channel approach to doing things. So I think getting smart 
and understanding where you're going with your content stops you guessing and coming up with things at the beginning of the week. Um, so that leads me into my first point is within this strategy, you really should have a strong roadmap for the year going on into maybe even the next year and put in some kind of um, promise to the cadence of the content you'll put out. Because once you kind of know this and you map this out, then you can do a whole um, effectively walking backwards technique where you can figure out, okay, I want to post um, six six things over the month, um, but how you know how am I going to go and get that content? How am I going to work smart about that content um, to be able to then get it out there? The second thing is um, content pillars. So understanding what that looks like and breaking those down, um, whether that is you're breaking it down into social proof, um, case studies, testimonials, things like that, or you're doing value-adding content or purpose-driven or sales-driven content, um, understanding the um, the different sort of overall pillars in terms of the purpose behind the content, but then also potentially, and I'll cover this topic a little bit more detail, but um, doing a content umbrella to looking at what sort of uh, key value-adding topics you talk about on a regular basis. The next thing that you probably want to do within your content marketing strategy is a consistent mapping. So when I say consistent, I mean you can't keep revisiting this to add in the more information that you get from your research on, on a regular basis. Um, but mapping out your audi audience sentiment and pain points. So understanding what really affects your audience is seriously important um, and putting in as many uh, activities to be able to glean that information from your audience to understand, you know, what's keeping them up at night, their ideal timeframes, um, you know, what they like about working with you, what they think should be better. Putting all that information down not only affects um, the product offering that you've got and should be able to push you to a, a higher seat on the table, but also be able to give you clear direction in the content that you want to make, guests you want to speak to, um, events that you want to go to, all things like that. Everything comes from this kind of information to be able to um, really effectively hammer home um, great purpose behind your content. Uh, so if you get that down, timing, sort of understanding, audience analysis, um, and kind of uh, finally the channel strategies. Um, so looking at whether you're doing a founder brand on LinkedIn or you're doing company branding on LinkedIn or whether you've got web regular webinars or a podcast, whatever is in there, they all have their own unique kind of um, strategy behind them and their sort of channel, channel approach. So mapping that down, figuring out the hooks and the purpose, the KPIs behind that is a really good activity to do. It shouldn't take too long. It shouldn't just be a massive thing to do, but having some kind of like four or five pager that allows you to just quickly understand where you're going with the content marketing strategy, allows you to, you know, discuss it with the senior leadership team and get steering direction, but then also have something that gives you um, an understanding of where you're going um, for the next few years. Um, so the second, so that's a strategy. Yeah, that's super important. Um, so the next one is uh, going into working a little bit smarter. So we kind of want to look at um, really what I call keystone pieces of content and only picking one to two, maybe even one um, that you can just literally get all your content and stretch all of it from. Um, so the one that we potentially push a lot of the time is podcasting. Um, we personally feel like it's a great form of content because it is a high format um, approach. And what I mean by high format is you've got 
crisp audio and great video and able to bring in um, outside guests or run it yourself and position your founder founder in a great position. Um, what this allows you to do then is stretch that into um, so many different forms of content and you can really effectively um, repurpose the living hell out of your content to be able to get all the sound bites and the effective nuggets out of it to then post out on a regular basis. So really what you can do is then, you know, record one episode with your founder or yourself um, for a podcast episode and get up to 10 even 20 pieces of content out of it that will keep you going for the for the month. Um, and the activity of getting the content out of it shouldn't be too too time consuming. And if you put that up against you having to manually create all that content, um, you will see absolutely there is a, a reason why you want to be repurposing um, a keystone piece of content like that. So launching something like a you know a podcast, uh, a webinar series, um, roundtable sessions. If you're doing uh, regular in-person events, making sure those get um, getting videographers in to record that, or getting the equipment yourself, having the ability to get massive massive amounts of content from one keystone pillar it will allow you to work smart and not hard and really just pump loads of um, great value adding content into the feed on a on a consistent cadence um the third tip for getting smart about your marketing is uh, something that uh, we, we see not done a lot and something that we're, we're quite strong on um, implementing on, on our own company is actually having processes and templates so you know the the, the saying goes if if um if you do something more than twice there needs to be a process for it um, and understanding you know what what you're doing in your day-to-day -day role and being able to effectively tear that apart and being able to put in processes and graphic templates so you're not doubling up the work and you're not creating um, assets every time um, that you're trying to put out a piece of content makes life easier. Especially if you're doing things like stretching content, then you're able to have, you know, a load of templates ready to go. Um, they're eye-catching, they sort of match the brand, but you're able to just drop in the content, cut it up easily and export it, and then you've got that content ready to go. Um, so it's really good to audit yourself on a regular basis, maybe every few months, just to see whether time is being lost and you can expedite things with automation or having a strong process in place. And especially if you get the ability to grow your team, if you're an internal marketer yourself and you want to go into a more strategic position, having everything already mapped out in processes allows you then just to hand over that work really easily. The handover is super quick um, and you will put yourself in a really good position with um, the company that you're working for. The next um, point that I want to cover is having a pre, mid and post strategy um, for some of the major content pieces you do. Um, a lot of the time um, we'll be thrown with ideas and um, campaigns that we want to do. And we'll just probably usually get maybe do a little bit of forethought behind it and then just crack on with it and get it out there. Um, what I'm saying here is having an understanding that you want to take a step back, get a full overview of what you could potentially do to um, drum up interest in the content piece that you do, whether these are podcast episodes or you're, you're hosting a live event or whatever. Um, understanding how to really, you know, drum up that hype, um, get people signed up, um, get a few email addresses, etc. How then you really push the marketing and the content 
mid-event, mid-content, mid whether you're doing a webinar, having being able to show like live live um, footage of the of the webinar or, you know, photos that are going on at the moment or live uh, questions and feedback from clients um, or candidates or whoever is, who is on that on that session, being able to have um, that FOMO build and then also having some kind of strong post strategy after, whether that's having landing pages ready to go, um, downloads, um, value adds, uh, email campaign after, um, whatever you need to do. But ever looking at some of the bigger activities you do, having a pre, mid and post strategy um, with it and all the actions that can go with it um, will really make your uh, campaign hit home a lot more and make more of an impact on um, on the market. The, the um, second to last one is purpose-driven content so this is how we get seriously smart with our content um, and i'll break this down um, a little bit for you now so what i mean by purpose-driven content is having content that is backed by real data and understanding of your audience so i touched on this earlier but we're going to break it down a lot deeper now so you can begin having some kind of anecdotal or guesswork in terms of what you want to sort of be talking about but that really doesn't properly resonate because you could spend a lot of time working on a piece of content that just does not land so understanding your audience's challenges their pain points where they are where their growth plans are from that actual audience by putting in place kind of research touch points will allow you to create um content that is purpose-driven and resonates um, so what's that, what are some of these touch points? So a lot of the time, if you're doing things like podcasts or um, campaigns, then you can put in health checks. You know, there's apps like Score App where you can do like business health checks. Um, you can ask pointed questions within the podcast content. Um, or if you do interview series, you can ask things like that. Just being able to um, make up some assumptions um, and then try and get data to back those assumptions and work that way um, and what you want to do is create some kind of nice spreadsheet where you've got um, all your channels uh, all your um, research touch points in columns and then you're able to just drop in the information that you get from the audience and being able to go through that and find some um, uh, overall sort of leverage on some of the other ones um, on some of the uh, points that you sort of discuss. So potentially, you know, if we're in a recruitment setting and we find out that culture is coming up on a really um, consistent basis, then we can start breaking that down and um, digging deeper into culture and asking some more questions about what exactly within the culture um, space is super important and what's keeping them up at night's challenges. Figuring that is sort of information allows you then to create really strong um, resonant content that um, they want to see and they want to engage with um, and you can really capitalize on that. So the capitalization part is the next part of creating it really purpose-driven um, being able to have a strong call to action that really doubles down on your value. Um, like I said, you know, push pushing like a health check report so they can get an understanding of their hiring processes or what they're doing better or getting some kind of like time in exchange for tangible value um, really works well. Uh, adding in a related ebook download, um, obviously don't gate that um, or booking in for a Calendly consulting call, something along the lines of that, where you can give like half an hour of free um, impartial advice. Whatever you can do, just trying to double down on the value um, will get you kind of like um, people that 
you know, will engage with you and they are part of your kind of, they, they start to come into the sales process and they're, they're engaging with you a little bit more. And then you obviously utilizing that to get an understanding of the touch points. Um, I'll, I'll circle back because I think I didn't cover off a, another really major thing. And we discussed this with Rich in our last podcast, but it's getting um, more of a um, role inside the um the conversations that the consultants have, bringing them together. So merging the two departments together. So you really want to be sitting in there with the consultants or meeting with them on a regular basis, whether it's their desks or the, you know, the sector teams and understanding, you know, they're having conversations every single day. So they'll be um, in a position to be able to tell you what um, they're constantly talking about, what some of the challenges are with cons- with candidates as well as um, clients, and then being able to put in, again, processes to be able to find out you know, where they ha- heard about you, um, what their, what their ch- huge challenges are, you know, what their hiring timeframes are looking like, and being able to put that information either into your, your spreadsheet or your, your um, CRM, being able to put all that data together to create really purpose-driven content. If you get this right, it's um, really bloody powerful um, and you can create some really sort of, um, you know, data-backed content marketing campaigns that just really hit home um, and can give you some really good opportunities. So the final thing is um, finding out these um, these uh, pain points and creating some kind of content umbrella. So I touched on this in the strategy call um strategy conversation a minute ago um but what you really want to do is figure out um obviously pain points and then breaking that down into three or four value value pillars um so what we mean by value pillars is potentially uh, for an example um one of our our clients you know four of them are actually about um deeper into like the hiring processes uh, again culture and that fit um and sort of like uh talent attraction and retainment so f- figuring out those and then breaking down what elements of those would actually create great pieces of content is really good um if, if you want an example of what a content umbrella looks like get in touch with me i will send you across some templates and um, but really what you're kind of looking at is we're going to cover a niche topic um, and then we're going to break that down into three four five sub niches and then you can use something like chat gbt then to um, generate a bunch of ideas or just do a little bit of research um, in the market or kind of just figure out what what that could look like in terms of blog content uh, through ideas and hooks and stuff like that um or not blog content but just general content um and if you can kind of back that along along with a bit of an seo strategy as well then you can create again blog content that um will rank but then also create ebooks social media content linkedin stuff um podcast um content that really just um matches that and if you've got kind of like four or five um pillars that you're consistently talking about then it comes back to that what do you want to be known for what do you want to be famous for sort of um, conversation where uh if that's all you're talking about then you are going to be known as the people that are specialists in uh you know culture talent attraction etc and then when you know clients are going through the buying process you will come top of mind um because you are known as that that individual and as a marketer if you're able to uh, drive that and have it all backed by data and being able to understand that you know 
um, if they do the self-reported attribution, um, how did you hear about us in the CRM? And it find and they find out, oh, well, you've been putting out a lot of content recently about this topic. So I understood that you were an expert. Then that is a really good conversation to then have to, you know, get yourself uh, a bit of more of a seat on the table, become a marketing director, or whatever you need to get to. Um, it just gives you a much better position and gets your content marketing smart. So I've only got one more tip for you and that is to hoard your ideas and posts um hopefully a lot of people do this but sometimes uh, we can figure out that um clients are sitting on a mountain of content that they don't even realize because they don't keep it um so firstly hoarding ideas online so anything you see on linkedin from influencers in your space or outside the space that you think would make great content um keeping a you know a notion board or a spreadsheet or whatever filled with all that so inspiration um is a great thing so any time that you you know you're feeling a bit um dry on that then you can go there and get a bit creative and figure out some directions to go and then the second one is um understanding and creating the points of all your evergreen content if we go back and you've got a content umbrella with a load of ideas and a strategy backed then you should be able to um easily be able to map out where some of these content pieces that you post out should be sitting being able to keep a massive spreadsheet of all the um value adding and um, purpose-driven content that you've created so then you can either go back um, allow sales to use it as a bit of a resource for business development or be able allow you to sort of dredge it back up and like rewrite it or reuse it um repurpose it is a fantastic way of getting smart with your content so you're not needing to go back to the drawing board day in day out to figure out what you're going to talk about you're slowly building up a massive database of you know evergreen insight driven content that's really going to resonate on on a consistent basis those are some of the things that i think you should be doing to get smarter about content potentially i haven't covered anything uh that is you know you're doing all this stuff anyway um but as always you know if there is anything that you think that you'd like me to talk to and dig into a, into a bit more detail then don't hesitate to get in touch with me um add me on linkedin hey um hayden at searchstack.co.uk is my email address drop me an email um and hopefully we can cover that off because what we're really here doing is trying to level you up as a recruitment marketer and being able to give you the tools the advice the tips the techniques to sort of grow your um grow your position within your business get smarter about your marketing and ultimately get more return on investments and a happy better more productive life um so anything that you think we would like you'd like us to cover get in touch um and as, as always um please follow um or like any of the posts that we put out um it helps massively um as we grow into our journey thank you